0: BUNKER BANTER! We are back! I am your host, Timmy Rendezvous, joined live at the PGA Show by my pal, the Chief, Dennis Dungy. Denny, how is Orlando, Florida? Well,
1: Timmy, as you know, uh, when you're down here for these first two days, you're stuck in the cement walls of the convention center, but I'm out in the lobby area right now. The sun looks like it's shining, but I can tell you this. They have the air conditioning on in here, so it's very cold. Uh, everybody looks like they're actually having this meeting in Connecticut, so you're not really missing anything from that aspect.
0: I was going to say, we got the air conditioning here, but it's more just us opening the window and letting the nice snow air uh, breeze into <laughs> the uh, the, ca- the well here. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, I, I know the cold weather is probably, has probably had you down in the dumps. Uh, After a long, long weekend for you, Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to my cheesesteak when we get back.
0: Yeah. After the Big
1: Eagles win this weekend, and I know I actually looked last night because I figured we'd be talking today, and I believe your Scarlet Knights uh, had a heartbreaking loss as well, so after being upbeat last week I, you know I'm sorry that you're down in the dumps this week
0: yeah I got uh, I was like I said I was kind of f- levitating through last week all jacked up for uh, you know Rutgers didn't really play uh, until the end of the week we had the big football game and then uh, then I got the hammer laid down on me and uh, this week is a much different vibe coming into Monday Tuesday for sure uh, well I'll
1: we- tell you that I'll tell you this though I, you know I was a, on a little high Monday morning when I got up after a you know a late night. With the game there. And, uh, you know, when I got to the airport in the morning, uh, one of the ladies there saw me and said, hey, uh, why don't you just come over into this line here? So I got invited into the TSA. Oh,
0: my Express goodness.
1: To advance, um, you know, through nice and quickly. So. Uh, you know, I I felt very special
0: that day. Look at you! You're just you're coming in high off the off the. I thought you were gonna say that she she saw you wearing an Eagles and gave you one of the gave you like an Eagles chant as you like were walking through the uh, the airport there. <laughs> now
1: that would have been great. That
0: would have been something else. Uh, we'll get into that in uh, just a few minutes. As always, we'll start off with our section uh, notes here. Uh, a couple of things that I have before you have uh, have your things, uh, Denny. Uh, PGA Junior League player registration is going to open next week, I believe the 1st of February. Uh, obviously up here in the Northeast, as we know, this is kind of uh, our golf professionals' downtime, and really all our juniors as well. Uh, but parents do like to kind of get ahead of the game and at least see what's available during the summer as far as their sports go. So I know I sent out an email yesterday to all of our past and uh Current uh, PGA Junior League coaches just to get their facilities registered. It takes you know a few minutes, especially if you've done it in the past. Basically, you just have to renew your program and your facility. Just get a, get on the website so that when people do uh, head over there to search what's available for the summer, uh, you're you're on their radar. So that's that's kind of all I would say on that. Uh, you know, still relax. It's still relaxing winter. I totally get that, but just take a couple minutes. Get your facility registered for PGA Junior League if you have any issues with that you can always call myself here at the section or obviously give brian bain a call or an email he's always uh, quick to respond there uh, dcp player registration opens today january 24th i know we already have a few people registered because i have a few emails with questions already <laughs> uh, but dcp we have our five local qualifiers again and uh, hosting the sub-regional at lyman uh, the regional this year is back up at TPC Boston, hosted by our friends at the New England PGA. Uh, and the other thing that I had, we had our first spring meeting registrant this morning. Our pal Ronnie Pefflin registered for the spring meeting. Uh, you can find the link for that on our website, and it'll probably be uh, included intermittently in the e-updates leading up to our April meeting. So Still a ways off, but Ronnie P is uh, way ahead of the game
1: way ahead of the game. We like to hear that, uh, especially in the section office. Um, As you know, uh, as Timmy said, I'm calling in from down in Orlando at the PGA show. They just started some piano or organ playing in the background, so hopefully you can still hear me, Timmy. Uh,
0: We got you Um, loud and clear.
1: All right, good. Uh, Education opportunities coming up here shortly, February 7th and the 14th. We're going to welcome David Wilson in for a couple presentations, uh, and then on March 7th, or week of February 20th, we welcome the Golf Genius team. I'm actually gonna finalize those details and hopefully solidify a date for that week um, with the Golf Genius guys while I'm down here at the show. And then March 7th through the 9th, uh, as we've kind of presented already, we're doing the PGA specialization program. Uh, The first day and a half is gonna be golf operations, followed by uh, the second day's afternoon and the following last day, the March 9th, the teaching and coaching specialization, so uh, that registration, I believe we opened that up, right, Tim?
0: Yeah, the specialization you're talking about? Yeah, that's on the website, correct? Yep, that is right on the homepage there on the rotating banner. It's going to be a a blue golf registration, so just uh, click on the link, and you'll be able to register.
1: Awesome. So we look forward to that, and then PGA Hope training I finalized just before coming down to the PGA show, so anybody interested in becoming a PGA Hope instructor slash coach, Uh, You have to go through that training and that's gonna be on April 4th. And we actually uh, booked two days this year. We're gonna, uh, the idea being one day April 4th at the first tee of Connecticut, Uh, the second day April 5th. Um, Hopefully gonna have EJ hosting us up at Springfield but haven't confirmed that. But uh, you know, again, making an opportunity for, you know, with two days, hopefully you can make one of the two uh, to become a PJ Hope instructor. And then I think you already touched on the spring meeting April 25th at Avon and then I guess the only other section thing that I have is tournaments uh, still finalizing a couple of sites but when I return from the PGA show I will certainly be putting those uh, that information into the uh, into blue golf and we'll get it out because March 1st will be when a registration is open especially for those big events the travelers qualifying and the senior open but all of our uh, member events will
0: also open at that time as well. Yeah, a lot. Uh, you know, we're still, like I said, we're still in the the wintry months. But before we know it, it's going to be getting into that March, April, and we'll be uh, rip roaring and ready to go here in the section office. Uh, I had a, actually took a senior open call today. Guy was ready to ready to rock and roll. He wanted to know how to register and told him to hold his horses and make sure to mark down March. March 1 uh, <laughs> to get online there. so uh, yeah, I've had
1: a couple emails and I've had a, I've had a fair share of uh, travelers qualifying uh, reach out. so uh, They're chopping at the bits. Um, you know. And as I said to you before I left, I'll try and bottle up some of this warmer weather that seems to be going on outside of the convention center and bring it back our way.
0: Yeah, well, uh, we did get some snow up here in Glastonbury, no down by me and Milford. It was just a, kind of a freezing rain, no fun, but we got some snow here, so it looks a little more wintry. Uh, but I think that's pretty much all we have to cover here. Quick little section wrap-up before we get into our our uh, sports banter here on our, our shortened show. As Denny uh, said, he's down in Orlando, so we'll get him back to his his uh, duties down there. Uh, but yeah, do, go ahead. Sorry to, sorry
1: to cut you off, but I do have one more thing. It's PGA-related, not maybe not necessarily section-related, but... Uh, Obviously, yesterday we had the ED conference, um, which we, Tom and I heard some great information coming through, Uh, but today we had the officers um, for the SBO conference speak, and, uh, you know, some disappointing news coming from John Linder Uh uh, on the front for Johnny Pickles.
0: Uh Uh-oh.
1: He he told a story of, you know, they were talking some finances, and there was a question about, you know, with uh, deferred comp coming out, and... You know the elevated uh, purses for the uh, PGA of America events. How are you know How are the sections still going to be able to receive their funds? And you know, so um, uh, John Lindert told a story about his wife, who was uh, a flight attendant for forty two years for, I believe, it was American Airlines. And they really looked at their finances, and they started studying the trays of food that were coming off the plane. Yeah. And they noticed that nobody was eating their pickles. Oh, no. So they stopped serving pickles on the flight, which saved them $5 million.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: So rumor is the PGA is going to stop serving pickles at all their functions. So Johnny Pickles is going to be very disappointed to hear that news.
0: JK is out. He is officially out. He's, He's hanging it up. No more pickles for our pal Johnny Pickles. And I did talk to him yesterday, and he's become a loyal listener, because he uh, had some choice words for us after we threw him under the bus yet again on our last episode. So I'm sure he will... <laughs> <laughs> I, I ta- he, he wanted to come up and uh, guest host for you this week, but I told him that I, wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't be able to contain whatever tangents he would be going off on. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: then I just, just one thing to lead us into our banter uh, coming off our last show... Uh, I do want to highlight that uh, this past weekend, we, uh, my daughter's team, Bennett, the basketball team, played the other team from Coventry, and it was kind of that inner-town rivalry. Yeah,
0: like a Subway Series kind of thing.
1: Yeah, and you know, like the Kansas-Kansas State game we talked about, and I just wanted to, to highlight that uh, Bennett's team did win, they yep. remained undefeated, and we stormed the court.
0: Oh my goodness. <laughs> 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 you stormed the court. We man you're, court. you're an undefeated team you were probably like four point favorites in the game and you still storm the court i don't know Danny. I, <laughs> I don't know how i feel I about just, that just having some fun <laughs> uh well that's uh good news on bennett's front there the undefeated season her first year of uh hoops and uh, i know you said that she had some fun but probably has a little bit to learn as we go forward um but i guess we'll get right into uh the uh the meat and potatoes of our episode here and that's the follow-up to the much anticipated third showdown between the eagles and the giants and as i noted last uh, last show i was uh, o- optimistic that the giant the giants had a opportunity to play well and get the w as they had been playing their best football all year they were healthy You know, there was some question marks about, you know, Jalen Hurts being healthy and things like that, coming off the bye, all those kind of narrative type of things, and I was very wrong, because it was basically like a week 14, uh, you know, run back, and the Giants got pounded before I even uh, finished my first beer.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so I have in my notes here, it says, Eagles dominated, and that is in all caps.
0: Yikes. (laughs) Yikes, yeah. But,
1: you know, as, as, you know, we kind of talked about in... You know, you and the boom, we were texting during the game. But, you know, the the Eagles defense is a totally different defense than that soft defense of uh, the Vikings, and it was just a different game. Um, You know, another level for Daniel Jones. Uh, I I have to say, you know, and obviously being the Eagles quarterback, you know, you show a little favoritism. But, I, I mean, hands down to me, Jalen Hurts is the MVP of the league. Um, you know, I think without him in the lineup, obviously in week 16 and 17, we saw the different team that they were. And I just think, you know, just having him under the center makes the Eagles a totally different team. And what he does, so I mean, I I get it. Patrick Mahomes has had an unbelievable season, but I, I I've got to give the MVP award to Jalen Hurts and for all that he's done. So.
0: Yeah. No, I think hopefully, you're, hopefully you're spot
1: they continue on. to advance. Uh, I think it's going to be a tough game this week against the 49ers, um, but we'll see where it goes.
0: Yeah. No, I think you're spot on. I mean, you saw like, I think Gardner Minshew is about one of the better backups in the league and you you saw the complete decline in offensive uh, output when, when Hertz was there. So that's a pretty clear indication of how good he is and I mean, he only threw for a hundred and whatever forty-five yards against the, the Giants and that that offensive line just absolutely bullied the Giants offensive line and they ran for almost three hundred yards and in every aspect of the game they just absolutely outclassed and dominated the Giants. Uh, to wrap up their season, I will say that I was extremely disappointed and in the way that they lost uh, the other day. But if you had told me before the season that they'd be playing in a divisional round of the playoffs, I would have said you were crazy. So to get that far and uh, you know, was a little bit of a nice step in the right, di- right direction for my Giants. And I will be rooting about as hard as anybody could possibly root against a team when I'm rooting against the Eagles next week. because. <laughs> Every time that they flashed to Sirianni on the sideline this week and he was looking at the camera and doing his little dumb faces, I just wanted to punch him. So (laughs) he embodies all of the terribleness of Philly in one person, and that's Nick Sirianni.
1: (laughs) He he was just having some fun. I guess that's what you do when you're winning. Yeah. Uh, But I I agree with you. I think the Giants had a good season. I mean, obviously they progressed all the way through, and as we talked about on the last show, I think Daniel Jones Mm -hmm. certainly has earned the right to – remain there uh, as their quarterback. Uh, I, For me, um, I actually started. thought the game started at 8.30, so I missed the Eagles' first drive, and you know, I kind of looked back through ESPN and saw the app there and saw that they kind of just drove down the field. But I thought really that kind of the almost, and I don't want to call it the turning point of the game, but it was almost like the close-the-door-on-the-game move yeah. was when the Giants went for it for fourth down early, and ended up getting, you know, Jones got sacked there. I think that really just set the tone for the remaining part of the game for the Eagles to kind of turn it on and just dominate.
0: Yeah, no, I think that at that point, the Giants were basically saying, we don't think we're going to be able to stop the Eagles at all, so we got to score points at all costs because it's just their their offense was just, I mean, they were moving the ball at will against the Giants. Um, every which kind of play, passing the ball in their short screen game, running the ball, they just... It was just a, a a class in domination, is what that game was, and uh, you know they they showed why they're the best team in the league, and I think this week will definitely be a good matchup against the 49ers. so we'll we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, and I think I think both of the games this weekend are going to be great. I mean, obviously the Jaguars had uh, you know gave KC a good run for their money. Um, you know, obviously Mahomes went down there in the first quarter. Sounds like he's still nursing his ankle a little bit, but expected to play this week. And, you know, the Bengals took care of business against the Bills. Uh, didn't see that game, uh, caught the end of that game, um, but seemed like they dominated that game pretty much so as well. So I think the four best teams are playing uh, heading into the, to the championship weekend. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see who's playing on February 12th for the Super Bowl, which, by the way, is my birthday, so maybe the Eagles can give me a nice big present. On my
0: oh, my goodness. Yeah. If I if I have to watch the Phillies in the World Series followed by the Eagles in the Super Bowl, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I'm really hoping against this, uh, this Eagle championship. But, yeah, the games this weekend, uh, I watched the Bengal game. I watched the Cowboy game. I watched some of the KC game. Uh, you know, coming off of last year when I think the divisional round was one of the greatest weekends of football in the history of football, I thought this weekend was... Uh, pretty much a letdown. I thought all the game the Chiefs were in control the whole time. The Bengals punched the Bills in the face, and I thought the Monday the or the uh, the Cowboy 49er game was a close game and it was entertaining. But I mean, the Cowboys essentially just, in my opinion, gave it away by uh two interceptions and then when their cornerback Digs dropped the interception in the end zone there. That's to me three plays that they that could have completely turned around the game. When I thought that Shanahan, who is usually a great game planner offensively, I thought he played it so conservatively the entire time, almost waiting for Dak and the Cowboys to make a mistake, and ultimately he was right. Uh, but to your point, I think this weekend will be much better, and uh, the four best teams are there, and we'll look forward to a Sunday showdown to lead up to the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, my favorite part of the, uh, the Monday night game uh, was obviously the Cowboys losing, but my ultimate favorite part was the last play of the game when Zeke Elliott lined up at the center and then just and then, <laughs> absolutely barreled.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was that was some kind of play call there. <laughs> yeah,
1: and it, it was funny because I was listening to—I don't remember what I was listening to, but maybe it was ESPN on TV or whatever. But one of the guys was like, "Oh, you know, McCarthy's not talking about the play. What does he think? It's still good enough that he's going to be able to use it again."
0: Yeah, that's exactly. I heard that same comment too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, But a couple quick things on uh, college basketball, as Denny said, uh, after our last show. Last week, Rutgers took a little bit of a a tumble. Uh, Again, not a bad loss. They were on the road against a very good Michigan State team. Ended up losing by 13 points. It was a much closer game than that. You know, one of those score-doesn't-tell-the-whole-story kind of things. Uh, They were pretty much down by four. uh, Got as close as two late in the game. And then Michigan State uh, pretty much hit every single shot that they took. They made some crazy shots at the shot clock expiring, uh, and they, they shot like 60% from the floor in the second half, and Rutgers went ice cold in the second half. So just one you, you, game you lose, and then you move on, and hopefully they win. Uh, they're back home tonight against Penn State, so hopefully they uh, lay down the hammer on them and get back on track before a tough road game on Sunday at Iowa, who always seems to give them some fits. Uh, the Yukon men finally got back on track the other day With their beatdown of Butler at Gamble. So it was good to see them kind of uh, have a little bit of a coming out party again Scored a bunch of points I think held Butler to under 55 or something like that uh, and yeah, they, they,
1: needed, they needed that win after the Seton Hall embarrassing loss
0: Yes, exactly. I thought Seton Hall, smaller Seton Hall team, kind of bullied them around a little bit in the second half. Again, they just kind of didn't really get into any kind of flow in on offense. Uh, didn't play great defense, and uh, they just that's their skid continued there against Seton Hall. But good to see Butler, and then they have a really really big time game tomorrow at Gamble against Xavier. So that should be fun. Yeah, they
1: went. They were on the road against Xavier. Xavier kind of started their losing streak,
0: right? Yeah, that was like the first, I'm pretty sure that was the first game where they started their skid. So again, Xavier is probably, at this point, Xavier is the best team in the Big East, so get a little redemption at home, at Gampel, probably a jacked up crowd uh, for that, and uh, you know, hopefully they get back on on track there. But again, it's just, for them it comes down to getting back to playing defense and having a little more flow on offense. You know, we've talked about they kind of have a point guardless team at this point, and uh you got you would like to see a little bit more flow or somebody kind of step up and take take that role for them to really become uh you know i was talking to one of my buddies the other day i was talking to jk too uh for them they're they're obviously a good team it's just a question of can they be a top 10 team or are they going to kind of just be a you know back of the rankings type of you know three four seed in the tournament to me that's that's the only question that they have to, to answer the rest of the season
1: yeah and I guess at the end of the day, as long as they're playing uh, you know, coming together and playing well in March, it doesn't really matter where where you're seated, right? Yeah. Obviously the higher the higher the better your chances are at advancing through. But uh we all know March Madness, anything can happen, so as long as you're coming in hot, uh you could be uh you could be raising that trophy and cutting down the nets at the end of the field of whatever it is now, sixty eight.
0: Yeah. Sixty eight with the four with the four uh play in teams, so and Big stuff. So
1: the UConn women are on a roll, right? They they won their last two. Still shorthanded. I think they're still only suiting up seven players. So they're they're continuing their uh pathway to a successful season. Yep. I saw that uh I saw Temple, another Philadelphia team, took down uh, number one ranked Houston over the weekend.
0: Yeah, no, that was a huge, huge upset. Uh I talked about that with J.K. the other day, and we were right before that game. We were criticizing Houston because they don't play anybody, and that's why their defense is so good, and blah blah blah. And then all of a sudden, Temple comes in there and uh, knocks them off. And uh, I actually saw Temple play this year at Mohegan when they when they knocked Rutgers off early in the season when Rutgers was kind of all banged up and everything. But uh, Temple's got some tough tough guards on their team, so uh, it was good to see yeah. them pull off a big upset.
1: Nice. Yeah. And cool. then. Uh, I I just saw this morning LeBron James is closing in on the all-time scoring record. Yeah. Somewhere in the neighborhood of 200 points. He's averaging a little over 29 a game, so sometime in the next probably two weeks we'll have a uh, new all-time leading scorer for the NBA.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know his. It's just it's a testament to obviously him as a as a great great player, but just the. I mean, he's thirty seven, thirty eight years old, and he's still. I mean, he's still a top ten player in the league. The guy puts up like thirty. He scored thirty seven the other day. He kind of he's he's a little more tempered, and I don't think he completely goes all out every game like maybe in his prime. But when he when he needs to dig down, he's still he's still an elite player, and it's amazing, amazing what he's doing. I think he wants to play in the league at least one year when his, uh, when his kid is in the league and that's kind of his motivation at this point uh, so we'll see if he can hang on I think I know his uh, little Bronny James was looking at I think it was Ohio State and North Carolina and one other school he kind of narrowed his search down to so we'll see what happens there but he'll most likely be one of those one and done kind of guys uh, but totally off topic there But <laughs>
1: yeah well that's alright yeah. they're allowed to do that now you know yeah, you make some big. Uh, the NIL deals are good, but you could probably make bigger money being a professional. So.
0: Especially when you're LeBron James. You yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. And
1: then on the on the golf front, I actually watched a little bit of golf on Sunday evening. Uh, John Rahm won his second straight start, and I think he's won like four four out of his last six or something like that. Yes. Uh, but it was cool to watch Davis Thompson, who's a rookie on the PGA Tour, had a great week. Um, unfortunately he missed the putt on 17 it was rolling pretty good and hit the, hit the flagstick and was in and out of the hole that would have been for birdie to, to tie um, you know obviously would have to play 18 but um, you know it was a good week for him and you know john rum although he's not ranked number one in the world is certainly number one at this point <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, he has been absolutely on a tear, like you said, I don't know, yeah, whatever, for he's just, he's been playing really well, and he's he seems like one of those guys that has always kind of come close to really, not that he hasn't put it together, he's obviously been a top player in the world for a long time, but if he could just kind of dial it in a little bit more, that he would be kind of scary good, almost to that, uh, you know, we saw uh, Kepka dominate for that stretch of time for a little while, because I think his game does play well over... Uh, some some of the different major styles, major course styles, I guess. So interesting to see if he can kind of keep it going through the uh, the real tournament season. I guess we'll say.
1: Yep, yep. Uh, the only other thing I have for you uh, since we've been talking a lot of betting on these last couple. Yeah. Of games, is did you catch the uh, catch the guy from Cincinnati that placed the five the free five dollar bet on a uh, four player parlay, and he. Uh, correctly selected the first person to score a touchdown in each of the four games this past weekend.
0: Really? That's, that's a won, tough one. I
1: think he won like 75 grand or something like that on a free $5 bet.
0: That's pretty good. I mean, it doesn't really get much better than that. And that's that's always a nope. fun, uh, fun little prop bet to do. Uh, I've done a couple of those in the past where you get the free bets and that's kind of the one that I pick because it's just fun to root for. But uh, 75 grand off of uh, free money is... You know, that's about a. That's a good Sunday. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: that's a very good Sunday. That's a very good, good Sunday. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I I don't I don't really have too much else uh, cooking over here, Danny. I don't know.
1: I, I don't have anything here. We we've got a motivational speaker going on in the uh, to kickstart the afternoon session. So I'm looking to go back into the room all pumped up.
0: Man, I'm about to just uh, head over to the transfer station and maybe unload some of the Giants players in the dump, but. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's about what I got going on here. But uh, I'm glad you took the time to join us here on your uh, Orlando trip, Denny. Uh, I hope the audio quality isn't too bad for you listening at home. And we will, we will be back to our regularly scheduled programming next week here in the well.